Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I'd like to host my own podcast? Well, guess what? You can go to podbean.com slash voices and get everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. I use Podbean every week for voices in my head. There's easy uploading and publishing tools, stunning templates, custom domains, social and promotional tools, an embeddable podcast player, monetization tools, and more. It is your all-in-one podcasting solution. With Podbean, you can create professional podcasts in minutes without any programming knowledge. Best of all, everything is mobile-ready right from the start. So go to podbean.com slash voices. And when you sign up, use the code VOICES and you'll get a sizable discount. Podbean, for your home podcasting. Thank you for listening to Voices in My Head. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is your source for discussions on music, literature, movies, pop culture, theology, and more. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of the Voices in My Head podcast. And don't forget to let the voices in your head be heard by following me on Twitter at Rick Lee James and sharing your thoughts about today's show. Welcome back to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. As always, I am your host, Rick, and I'm glad that you are here with us this week. This is going to be a really great conversation that we're having today. I have two guests with me here from the Springfield, Ohio community. I have Samina and Sana Ahmed, and they are a mother and daughter, I guess I'll say duo, both of you. (laughs) And uh, they are part of our Muslim community here in Springfield, Ohio. And they were so kind to be able to come out and just sit with me for a little while And let me ask questions today, and they're going to be just kind of sharing from their heart and helping us learn more, because I know that there is a lot in our world of false information going around. I know that's a shocker to all of our listeners that there would be anything in the media or anywhere else that is disinformation whatsoever, Um, but I'm just so glad to have both of you here today. So thank you for being the guests on the Voices in My Head podcast today. Thank you for having us. We appreciate you giving us this chance. Oh my goodness. I, I am so honored to have you here and I want to tell the guests you won't be able to see this obviously because this is audio um, but I want to make mention at the beginning and also at the end I'll remind me and I'll make mention again but they came in and they gave me a copy of the Quran today for me to have for my own because I did not have my own copy and I want to learn as much as I can and they wanted to let you the listeners know that you can also get a free copy from them this is actually from the generosity of their heart okay so this is this is the kind of uh, people that we have on our show today and if you would like to get yourself a free copy of the Quran you can send an email to Sana and her email is Sana S-A-N-A dot Ahmed H sorry A-H-M-E-D let me say that again I messed it up S-A-N-A period A-H-M-E-D 
2010 at gmail.com. And I will make sure and say that again at the end of our podcast as well today. Yeah, that is an English translation, and we will be happy to mail it for free. That is fantastic. If they send their addresses along in the email. All right, that's great. Yeah, make sure you send your contact information. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be hard to get that to you. Well, uh, so the listener will know I just sent a list of questions to both of these wonderful ladies and asked them uh, multiple things, sort of scattershot, just lots of different questions I know that people have. And we're not going to get through them all today, but it gave us kind of a starting point to be able to start. So I'm just really appreciative to have you both here. And I'm going to start right off, which is going to seem so basic, but I'm always curious about names. And I think both of you have lovely names. Thanks. Uh, and, and I was wondering, is there a particular meaning behind your names we definitely try to keep names with good meanings so mm -hmm. as like for example my name Samina means um, precious in Arabic mm -hmm. and I'll let Sana answer for her so name. my name in Arabic would actually be pronounced Thana but when you take when um, Indian culture Pakistani culture they pronounce the Tha as a Sa mm -hmm. so it became Sana and then just Sana so that just means praised Wow yeah. So and and I love that. I wish I wish that we did that more uh, in American culture, as to where we actually attribute meanings to names. And uh, I've I've tried to do that with my own son, but I think it empowers us in some ways and sort of begins our life with purpose when we're able to to give those names that way. So that's and, how we we named her Sana uh, because for the praise, the meaning of it. Well. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go straight into just asking sure. some questions sure, from the sure. page That's here. here and, and as always, I always tell my guests, if there's anywhere that we haven't gone yet and you feel like we need to go, always feel free to interject. We are so laid back on this show, it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> so so <That's>, feel free. <laughs> okay. um, we're, we're not uptight about things at all. Um, so I'm just going to start with, and I know this is such a broad question, but what are the major beliefs of Muslims? Well, the first, the main belief is just to believe that there's one God and that Prophet Muhammad, peace of blessings be upon him, is the last messenger. That is the main belief. Mm. Um, believing that there's one God, he has no um, partners, no children, and that all, and to believe in all the prophets like Abraham, Moses, um, Noah, and we believe Jesus as a prophet, and that Muhammad was the final messenger. That is the main belief. Okay. And for us okay. to be Muslim, we have to believe in Jesus, peace be upon him, as a messenger of God. For mm -hmm. to be a Muslim, you have to believe in the Prophet Jesus also. Wow. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. That's, that's one right. thing that I think they find is very surprising. One thing that I find really interesting when you talk, and it's something that we, especially evangelical Christians, are very lax about when we talk about God. Um, like when you just uh, spoke the word of the prophet you mm -hmm. you had sort of a blessing after his name and when you spoke of Jesus there was a blessing after his name is that something that you're taught from early on uh, just as a way of respect to speak about uh, yes we yeah. are always taught to praise God or to um, to send peace and blessings to all the prophets mm -hmm. um, so that is something that we do teach I'm a Sunday school teacher as mm -hmm. well so it's something I teach my students to make sure they do out of respect wow and the two, that too also because they were a great people and they were respectful, respected people of God, you know, from God. Yeah. They were sent by God, their prophets, so they deserve a respect. Sure. So we can't take any of the prophets' name in vain. Yeah. It has to be always with peace be upon them all. Well, I think that's actually very important. It's an important lesson that we can learn because in 
uh, in our society, I mean, you can hardly watch anything on a television show or read anything, and, and someone's always taking the Lord's name <laughs> one way or another in vain. And uh, so it's it's beautiful. And I think that's something very countercultural that actually all of our faiths, uh, I have I have a good friend, uh, he's actually the rabbi at the temple down here, and oh, when, when, he, when he writes the name of God out, he won't write it fully he'll write g-d because of his respect for the name of god and i always i always find it interesting how often we forget that we're supposed to be reverencing uh the holy names and, and things that, of that nature yeah if so. you read any text about the prophets or god you'll see maybe initials like you'll see a pbuh to say peace be upon him hmm. or in, you'll have see in arabic to remember to say that in arabic things like that so wow. we're trying not to just say the name without saying peace be upon them all. He says in parentheses around the name. I just want <laughs> yeah. to add one more thing. Was that um, We have our mosque is Miami Valley Islamic Association. Sure. And you guys, anybody's always welcome to come and join us there. Mm-hmm. It's always open if they want to learn more. And That's so great. I so, just wanted to so especially <laughs> if they're in the Springfield-Dayton area, they, they would want to know that. They're more than welcome to come. Sure. We have two mosques here in Springfield, actually, and both of them are very willing to allow visitors and if you're in the Columbus area the mosques there are very open as well as in D- Dayton because we visit those mosques every now and then so most yeah. mosques will always usually be very welcoming for anyone who wants to visit well well that leads right into my next question actually which is very good it's almost like you knew the segue or something <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to ask what does your faith say about welcoming the stranger and attending to the needs of others Okay, we are very, very welcoming, and we would like people to come and ask us questions because we would we are open to like educating rather than people having misconceptions yeah. and getting used the wrong way uh, to ask directly through us or to us because mm-hmm. we don't get offended because our my theory is unless you ask you don't learn. Mm-hmm. So we're very open, and we are very open to anybody who wants to come in and learn, and very helpful regardless of what faith they are. Our faith teaches us to be kind and compassionate and loving and caring to others and we're taught to respect other people and their religions and faiths as well as we would want to be respected as well so we we're taught to just as my mother just said being respectful and kind and showing that and welcoming and you know at least for us personally we're also very willing to answer questions in this day and age because we rather people ask than assume yeah Yeah. and again we're not scholars but we're trying to clear misconceptions through our faith through what we have learned, you know. So we may not know all the answers, but we can find someone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any of us know all the answers to anything, (laughs) so I I appreciate your humility. And uh, I I remember, I think the first time that I I heard you both speak, I think it was right after uh, the Charlottesville Mm -hmm. rally and the tragedy that happened there. And uh, there was an event downtown where basically we just met in solidarity and we yeah. had candles and people from all walks of life came together. And and both of you were speaking. I think you were the, the main speaker, but I remember both of you being there and speaking with you that night. And I, I really felt that sense of the openness to the conversation and answering questions. And it's one of the only ways I think we can do it right now and that's one of the beauties of living in a small town like this Mm -hmm. because you know you are surrounded by people who aren't of your faith or your culture or or may don't look the same as you so we automatically you know have to get to know other people and we make friends with whomever 
And so and just it's like, easy to connect. Yeah, we had some people from Clark State come, and I gave a talk to them, and they were very interested. Their impression of Islam was that there's no forgiveness. Mm. And so I told them it's uh, very much encouraging Islam to forgive. God likes it if you forgive people because it shows mercy in you, and then God is forgiving towards you. So mm. that's one misconception that they had. Yeah, which is you know they were happy to know. Yeah, and and this is off off paper a little bit. So if you need a minute to think about it, you can. But I I know in Christianity there are things that, that kind of drive me crazy at times. Where I'll hear somebody say, "Oh, those Christians are blah blah blah," which which is for one thing, it's a sweeping generalization about you know there's so many different types of Christians and denominations and things like that. I'm just curious, is there anything that comes to mind that you think of that kind of just drives you crazy when you'll hear somebody make a generalization and just go, well, those Muslims are blah, 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 you know? Yeah, that's a good I always say... All the time. Yeah, all the time. I'm yeah, sure. All the time. Sure. When something is goes on, then I always say, please don't judge the religion by the people, by its follower, mm. because some of them are not good. Not everyone is a good practicing Muslim, mm-hmm. just like not everyone is a good practicing Christian. Mm-hmm. Judge the religion by, by learning it, not by following people who are following it, because not sure. everyone follows it to the T. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just like saying, you know, the religion is perfect. Yeah. The followers are not. Mm-hmm. So I say, please don't judge the religion by people who are following it. This is a, one example I heard somebody said, you know, if you give somebody who doesn't know how to drive a car to drive, they won't be able to drive that car because they don't know how to drive it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean the car is bad. It's the person who doesn't right. know how to drive. So the religion is perfect. The people don't follow it properly. Mm. It happens a lot with things going on in the world, things in the media where things are misrepresented. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I'm used to that growing up. <laughs> As growing up, you know, being only... My memory goes back to since 9-11 because I was only yeah. in fourth grade. Yeah. So being used to hearing generalizations and making sure I'm always out there trying to help uh, clear those misconceptions mm-hmm. um, and learning just not to believe everything you hear sure. and knowing that not everyone's going to know because... Some not everyone has met someone who is Muslim, and yeah. sometimes you you understand why they think that way mm-hmm. because they've never been taught otherwise, or maybe they just haven't done the research, and so that's why I encourage everyone to please get to know one Muslim person or mm-hmm. Muslim friend, and hopefully they'll be a good role model. Yeah. But that's the only way to really judge and find out, you know, what the religion actually teaches, because yeah. you know no religion teaches you to do bad things. It's the people who go astray and yeah. do things to their own liking yeah. but it has nothing to do with what the faith teaches sure. a lot of it is cultural too sure and and i can imagine like i was trying to think the other day i i i can't think that i've ever been in that situation where practically every day i'm hearing somebody say something against my faith you know that's uh, and i do hear it all the time i mean you just can't really watch the news or pick up a newspaper or anything and um you know different bands from people from certain parts of the world and I mean, just let's tell the truth. It's a ban against a religion, you know. I mean, it really is. You feel like that. Imagine how we feel. I I know. I know. I can't. (laughs) That's why I say it's so hard for me even to imagine. And my heart goes out to you in in those times, and uh, which is one reason that I feel it's so important that we have conversations like this so that we can talk through. But I will tell you that the people who are willing to have those conversations, it means the world to us, and like that's what makes everything feel like, oh, it's going to be okay, it's going to be better, because of all these people willing to take the time to have conversations sure. with us and listen. Well, yeah, because we're out there. We want to help. We want people to learn. And this means a lot that you, you know, people are willing to hear our voices and sure. see 
so we appreciate that. Sure. Well, I'm I'm glad to to give a chance to do some of that, and I and I think when we when we can get things right down to the local, so so often we want to generalize things and make things very broad, and so we'll allow the government or whoever to make one huge statement about something, but it doesn't always actually affect our life in the day-to-day with like our neighbors and when we actually start to get to know our neighbors and start to love our neighbors and and, and understand who they are um even beyond the religion in some ways just to understand them as human beings yeah (laughs) it makes such a difference in our relationships and what a big big fabric of society you know like we have uh, a lot of teachers doctors and lawyers and who are helping who want to live peacefully too but it's Mm -hmm. just we just get a bad rep because one person, you know, if you do the Google research, the sure. number of people who are committing these bad crimes are a very small number, but we yeah. always get the headline. Yeah. So, unfortunately. Well, and it's it's always easiest to create an enemy and a scapegoat and to other someone, you know, and, and yeah. to say all of our problems are because of this person right here. We can see that all throughout history where entire groups of people, you know, genocides happen for that very reason. Um, when we lose relationship and, and we lose this ability to actually have that sort of conversation. Um, and I just, I feel like it's a very important thing that, that we have to um, recapture in the, the times that we live in. Yeah. Um, and so, some people ask that, you know, why don't you people condemn what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I, there's, there's another misconception. Nobody likes it. Everyone condemns it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people, if you go on Google, they you just search it. Search you'll it. you'll see that there are plenty of Muslims out there who mm-hmm. are condemning no. this and saying this is wrong. Yeah. Um, and it all just takes if you're willing to take the time to look for that. Yeah. And and part of it is a media that doesn't cover that necessarily. Yeah. But know. because negativity sells and good stuff is yeah. just boring to listen. Yeah. I, I rarely hear people that are like. Uh, being interviewed and they're full of vitriol and anger against one people group or even people that I may know in in a community that get angry about a specific people at times um, I rarely find that they've actually had a conversation with somebody from that group <laughs> it's usually hearsay and, yeah. and what we're told about yeah. different things and we're all so. guilty of doing things like yeah. that but yeah, it doesn't it's, make it right. <laughs> yeah, it's part of our maybe it's part of our just condition as humans in some way that that we do that and we have to fight against that. I, I know, but uh, but it's still um, it's frustrating. And so I, I know that I uh, in my small part, whenever I can, I try to say, now wait, <laughs> you know, why don't we actually step back and, and look at these things because there's a lot of misinformation that's being passed around. Um, so let, let's get back to a couple of questions I actually did prepare. That, that this, sure. that, I mean, we could go off That's on fine. rabbit yeah. trails forever. Um, but you actually gave me a, a copy of the Quran, and I think a lot of people wonder about it. And, and again, very few people have actually opened it to read it. Yeah. And I haven't read it in its entirely. I've read parts of it, and I'm so grateful uh, for this gift that you gave me today. But a question I had, is the Quran the Muslim Bible? So, as Muslims, we believe that the Bible was sent down, the Torah was sent down, and um, the Quran was the last scripture. Mm-hmm. So, we have to believe in the books, former books as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we believe it's our book of faith, mm-hmm. but we also have to believe that the Bible was sent down as well, and the Torah was sent down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is the book that we learn from and we read from and we recite in our prayers. Mm-hmm. And we believe that this is the final revelation that would of come God. from God. 
Mm-hmm. No more revelation after this will come. So, but in order for us to believe that, we also have to believe, you know, in the, Torah, the, in the previous books, books that well. came because they were all sent by the same God mm-hmm. with the same message. So we believe, but with the Quran, God said this is a final revelation, and no more revelations will come till the end of time. So this is a book of guidance now, Great. and that also He says that He will take care of it, and no, you know, till the end of time, and it will be preserved. Mm-hmm. So, if so you, and yeah. within Muslims, and I'm sure just like in Christians, there's so many different cultures within mm-hmm. and countries that. Um, practice Islam. So you'll see all over the world people who memorize the Arabic, the Quran in its revealed form in Arabic. So there are plenty of people called Hafiz or um, Hafidahs. So many um, men and women, children who memorize the book in its entirety. Um, I have cousins, I have cousins, kids, many people who do that. Another thing is God says that if you take the Arabic written that came from God, from any parts of the world, the text, the texture, the textual writing is exa- exactly identical. There's not a word has been changed. Translations vary, mm-hmm. but the Arabic text is going to be exactly the same, no matter what part of the country you get mm-hmm. a copy of the Quran. So I may meet another Muslim who doesn't speak English, mm-hmm. but if we're both talking about the Quran and we're speaking it or and we're mentioning a verse or something in Arabic, we can both if we memorize a portion. It's the same text. Because yeah. so that's why it's yeah. in one sure. language. You're both right. speaking the same language. So which... our prayers are always in Arabic. Right. Regardless of what language we speak. Right. Wow. That's fascinating. I didn't yeah. see. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's it seems like I... if you were German speaking Muslim, mm-hmm. but when you went to pray, we would all be praying in Arabic. Yeah. So there's a, the idea that... Of unity there. Yeah. Right. I was going to say right. unity is so important. And um, which, you know, well, I think uh, that's why for so long... Um, the, those who are Catholics, it took a really long time for them to ever change the language that they did in mass to English to where common people were understanding it. I think in some ways for that reason, because they didn't want to lose that common connection. Um, and yet, it's it's kind of wonderful to hear the way that you're able to incorporate both, you know, an understanding into the language that you speak along with um, learning the original language so that you can pray for unity. And you'll find many Muslims who maybe don't speak Arabic um, didn't grow up speaking Arabic, so that's why translations are also mm. important. They'll still memorize things in Arabic. You'll notice Muslims, almost every Muslim can read Arabic, but m- many of them won't know how, um, won't understand it, yeah. or able to speak it. So but translations the, and understanding meaning is very important too. Very important because so we can know. But we are always every child is taught how to read Arabic because you have to pray in Arabic. Hmm. So a lot of them don't know the meaning of it. So therefore, the translations are very important. I find myself read the translation. And um, she learned Arabic, so she can figure out a lot of stuff. Because she wanted to make sure she knew what she was reading. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's our five daily prayers are done in Arabic. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you ever want to just pray to God, just see, like normal or regular any other day, if you're just sitting or whatever, that can be done in English Maybe. or whatever language mm-hmm. you speak. Like a well. connection, you have a direct link with God. Like mm-hmm. we don't have the to go through go anyone through or anything mom or a pastor. We sure. have a direct link with God. Sure. And we you, and we do pray five times a day at a different yeah. time. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Every uh, major religion I can think of, uh, Christians, Jewish, Muslims, they all had, um, uh, until fairly recently in church history, that was our practice too, you know, stopping to make sure we had actual moments in the day and actually scheduling that into our calendar. Um, And I, I often tell people when it comes to um, our, our daily devotional practices as Christians, I always say, 
um, I say, you know what, a, a little bit of legalism is actually good when it comes to this because if we don't start scheduling these things into our day, we can't take it for granted that it's just going to happen. You know? It's interesting that you say scheduling because mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between scheduling it into your day, mm-hmm. scheduling prayer into your day versus scheduling your day around prayer. Wow. And so that's that's kind of like how I personally yeah. go about it, trying to make sure that my day is scheduled around prayer times. Yeah. And the reason for that is people ask, why do you pray five times? Is to show that God comes first before anything else, whatever you're doing in your Mm -hmm. daily life. When it's time for prayer, you leave everything and you go do the prayer to show who comes first. That's why you might be in a public space and you might see a Muslim praying on the road or in the park or in the airport. I've prayed in so many different places. It's not something that someone should ever be scared of. It's just because someone... Oh, I have to make my prayer in time. Well, that's and that's an excellent point. I mean, that's that's the times that we live in. No one should be scared by someone stopping to pray, uh, and yet and yet people get a little bit freaked out about it at times if that happens. Uh, to me, I see it as you know, as Christians, we're always talking about ways of how can we be in the world but be somehow countercultural to it as well, so that we can actually show that we are. Um, uh, being sent from something different, you know, is that, that we've been uh, a redeemed people, that we've been a called people and something different. And you would think stopping to pray would be one of those most like, like, wow, look, there's something different about them. And and I really love the way that you just described the difference that you would actually form your day around prayer rather than having your day and then just fitting prayer into it. Right. And I, I think that's wonderful like so if we'll be traveling we'll try to do it will we make it to our destination before this prayer mm-hmm. and if not then we'll have to pull over and do the prayers yeah. so that's why whenever I give my talk I say if you ever see somebody at the rest area pray please don't get freaked out they're just trying to you know fulfill their obligation of the right. prayers but I mean, it happens all the time. Like when I'm thinking about an event, I have to be like, okay, well, will I miss a prayer there? Or like, I was just going to see Black Panther and I was checking the times, making <laughs> sure that I would go in a time where I still had yeah. enough time to pray or make it somewhere to pray. Um, even at work, because our, our prayer times fo- um, follow like our, the sun's um, rising, setting, mm-hmm. different times in the day. So when the time changes, things sometimes get earlier, depending on how long the day is when sun rises sun sunsets so there's a there's a time period where like i won't get home in time to pray the second daily mm-hmm. prayer so i've had to pray at work mm-hmm. and luckily with my job now it hasn't like affected teaching yeah. but in my previous job i actually had to have that conversation with my mm-hmm. principal saying i have to get this prayer done by this time is there a way i can go somewhere and have someone cover my class and they've always been so willing and yeah. um to let those things happen yeah now, since we're talking about prayer, I, I'd love to know, and I think a lot of people would be curious to know this too, is is there a certain bodily position you have to be in when you say your prayers? Or is it sufficient if you're driving down the road and it's raining outside, you can stay in the car? And I'm just curious. So there's like two different types of prayers. There's mm-hmm. a five main daily prayers that there are certain positions we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and those positions have meanings to them. And then um, then there's also just the regular prayer, like if in your Talking car you're God. speaking to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so the five daily prayers are ones before sunrise, one is early afternoon, one's late yeah. afternoon, one's at sunset, and one's at nighttime. So 
um, being so, in, in a space where you can actually pray is very important. If you can get to the mosque, that's awesome. But if you can, then you can pray at home. But if you're out and about, you know, making sure you are praying. Mm-hmm. Now, so that's why, that's why you see people out in public praying on the mm-hmm. sides of the road. Because there's certain positions we have to do when we're praying. Mm-hmm. Like standing, we stand up, bending, we going on the floor. On the ground. Okay. So the reason why we put our head down on the ground is to humble ourselves in front of God, that God... Sure is powerful and we are nothing so we put our head down mm-hmm. so there's certain positions we have to do when we're praying yeah. but of course if you if your health doesn't permit like if somebody has arthritis or elderly people like many elderly people pray sure. on a chair They'll sit on the yeah. chair and do it. um and also we don't speak to others that's one praying. interesting so for people who are seeing someone praying on the side and they might mm-hmm. be saying excuse me yeah. and this has happened on planes yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're in the plane they're like why aren't they answering why aren't yeah. they talking it's because you're in like a mode of speaking to yeah. God because when you're connecting with God then you're just talking to him but then I always say there are always exceptions to the rule if you see something harmful or somebody's life is in danger then you can break that prayer yeah. but otherwise you're in con- conversation with God so so I have that like when I knew I was going to pray in my classroom once the kids were gone um, at the end of the day while I'm still there I told my coworkers, I'm praying so if you're saying something to me I'm not going to answer mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why yeah. right? I just yeah. try to let them know those things and, that, and I think that's good and you know that's good to let people know that too yeah. Be, yeah. so yeah. that they're unaware because they're like what's wrong with them do they go into uh, you know, robot mode. What happened? They're not responding. You know, yeah. or, or and so I like try that. to like find somebody. Like if I'm at the airport, is there mm-hmm. a place I can pray? Like I yeah. ask someone so no one gets scared. Sure. And you know, people don't Anything. understand. Even if you're on vacation or summertime, you still have to pray, regardless right. of how much fun you're having. Right. Time comes for prayer. Some people don't, just can't comprehend yeah. that part. That's a must. Is a must. And before we pray, we always clean ourselves. Like you know, wash our hands mm-hmm. and clean our mouth. Make sure there's no food stuck in there, mm-hmm. or you know, because you're going in front of God. The term is ablution, but probably people don't know what that is. Evolution. Sure. It's just cleaning yourself a little bit before you go in front of God. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and that's... Uh, okay. Um, that's... I, I, that's... The symbolism behind that is really powerful, too, though. You know, and I think it uh, it's in the practices that we uh, take up daily that I think they actually shape us and form us into being uh, people who actually live out our faith. You know, and 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 actually find uh, ourselves in in the moments. Um, I don't particularly have my five times a day that I pray. I try to be in a in a spirit of prayer throughout the day. I do have a very regimented um, early morning prayer. I wake up just about every morning around four because wow. I I go to work out and I do some other things like that. So the first thing I I've had to teach myself when I start my day is I start with this rite of prayer and it's. Originally, it, it's all on paper, and I had to commit it to memory, you know, and it's it's about 10 pages long, but I finally memorized it all. But a couple of years ago, I started doing that practice. And I've been amazed that in, in sticking with that and sort of making that my daily routine and my daily prayer practice, I found that in moments when I have really needed um, prayers like I've been in the hospital, a relative dying or a family member or someone else. There have been times when I've I've had words um, to pray and words to say in those moments only because I had spent time being formed in prayer. 
you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's right. a it's right. an interesting thing to think about, and so I I think that's like for us as a thing. Muslim, you're right. When we travel, we're going in the car. We have a prayer, mm-hmm. asking like, God to it's pro- like a supplication prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. asking God to protect us while we're driving. If we go to sleep, we have a prayer. You know, mm-hmm. go entering to the bathroom. There's a prayer asking God to protect us from any evil and stuff. So just making you more God conscious mm-hmm. for everything that you do. So so this is what I was telling one of um, the person who was in my talk. You know. The thing is, the whole purpose of doing all this is to do the right thing when no one is watching you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you're God conscious. So you know, God is watching sure. at all time. You yeah. know, you don't you don't steal because a policeman's standing there. But what if the policeman's not there? Mm-hmm. You don't do it because you know, at any time, God is always watching you. Yeah, that, that's those are some powerful things. I think all of us can learn from those things a, a lot. And um, yeah, I'm just as I'm taking it in and thinking about it again, I'm thinking, wow. In many ways, this puts me to shame in my faith. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many similarities between yeah. Christianity, Judaism, and Islam because they're all Abrahamic faiths. Yeah, they're all so there are very age. similar practices. Of course, there are differences, mm-hmm. but there are also there are those. And of course, not there. every Muslim follows it to the T. Yeah, there's always not, bad no Muslims. Perfect. Right. We're all trying. None right. of us. I'm not perfect either. We're yeah. all trying. Yeah. But that's what the faith teaches all of us: the same thing. Mm. But everyone's just trying to follow to the best. Well, and you, as as you say that, I think that would be a good time for this question. And by the way, listeners, I want to let you know our custodian at the building we're in just came in, and you may hear a vacuum cleaner any time, and we might have to cut our conversation <laughs> short or move to a different room, okay. just letting you know that might happen. Um, but as we're talking about, you know, the common uh, roots that we have as an as Abrahamic religions, yes. um, this is a question that is often debated: Who is the God of Muslims? So I would say um, we believe that God is the same God that Jews believe in, um, same God as Christians, mm-hmm. but we just don't believe that there are any partners. So we don't believe Jesus is God. But I'm, I may be incorrect um, of how Christians view um, God, but I believe there's a God and then there's God's Son. Mm-hmm. Um, so that God would be the same God that... Um, that Muslims, believe. Christians, J- Jews believe in. Okay, so the, there's just one God. So the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, is the same God uh, as the Muslims. Right, as the Muslims. And, right, what, so. and so I think sometimes people get scared when they hear the word Allah, mm-hmm. um, which is just the Arabic term for God. So if right. you're a Christian in an Arab country, the way you refer to God is Allah. If yeah. you're a Jew in an Arab country, you refer to God as Allah. Yeah. If you speak Arabic. So. Yeah. And that actually is a, a huge source of confusion for people. Yeah. And I've yeah. heard people say before, they don't worship God, they worship Allah. And, then, and I always say, that's, <laughs> that's like saying, yeah, right. That's yeah. the way you say it in Arabic. Yeah. And, and uh, it's it's interesting to have that conversation with people. That was another misconception when I went to high school and gave a talk there. Those kids thought Allah was somebody other than God, you know, something mm-hmm. different. I said, no, it's the same God. <coughs> it's just a spe- if you were a Christian and you spoke Arabic, you would refer to God as Allah too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and if you're in that part of the world, that's just exactly. yeah. So that's that, that's fascinating to people when they find that out. Yeah. And I think at times they think, no, it's a it's a different God altogether with no. a different name designation. So that's actually why I wanted to ask that question because sure. I knew that people would have that question in mind. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of a couple. You know, there's one I I should get to um, because I know this is one that's always coming up in people's minds, and it, it, it's one it's one of them that that kind of drives me crazy to an extent. So I can't imagine how it must treat you. But uh, tell us about violence because Muslims 
um, in our it's like in the atmosphere in the conversation that people have it's like oh they're just such violent people and 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 I, I I can only imagine what that must stir up in you and I'd love for you to address that just a little bit it's funny because one of the meanings of Islam is peace mm-hmm. and whenever a Muslim greets another Muslim you hear them say assalamu alaikum which means peace be upon you mm-hmm. so I, so many things are driven around peace um, a lot of these violent things going on the world around in the world us as Muslims here believe that if you're a true Muslim you wouldn't be doing those things Um, and so we don't believe in a lot of those things that are happening Mm -hmm. Um, and we don't know why they're doing it so people always ask us I'm like I don't I know as much as I live here I I grew up here I know what everyone else knows so I don't understand it either (laughs) I wish they would stop because every time something bad happens on TV we're praying oh God please don't let that you know because Or if or if someone refers to you as a non-American or something, and you're like that is the you, most annoying thing. For where me. do you think yeah. I live? Like where <laughs> yeah. are you from? I'm like community hospital, just like you. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. But it used to annoy us, but we're getting used to it. It still annoys me. Yeah, no, it's and it's okay. I'm so then I start asking. I was just telling this to some of my coworkers. I think I've done this maybe once when they're like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, from, from Ohio, from Springfield." No, no, but where are you from? Like, yeah, yeah Springfield. <laughs> like, well, I'm like, "Oh, you mean like my ethnicity?" And then I'll talk about you know it's South Asian. That's where my mm-hmm. family goes back to. But then asking, "So where are you from?" Yeah, because your family had to come from somewhere also. Yeah. So. Well, and that that remind, one of my favorite sitcoms on TV is uh, uh, Aziz uh, Anasari. I think it's how you pronounce his last name yeah. and the character that he plays on that show. Um, Parks and Recreation. Right, Parks and, Re- Parks and Recreation. And uh, he's always asked, where are you from? And he's like, um, Atlanta? Or is, I forget where he's from. It's one of the states. And yeah. they're like, no, are you really? Say, exactly like you just said yeah. that. And he's like, no, really, I'm from like Georgia or something. But you um, know what? I want to say one thing. I'm really, I feel like there's more good people in the world than there are bad. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, like people like you. And then when I see after everything that happened um, when the Muslim ban was going on, mm-hmm. all these people who came out of nowhere in the middle of the night trying to help. Mm-hmm. So there's, I see a lot more good in people, mm-hmm. and this is where my faith gets stronger. And mm-hmm. I've said that before, I've never felt pr- prouder to be an American Muslim mm-hmm. than now because I actually get to see people who do care, mm-hmm. who are willing to listen, who are willing yeah. to find out. So that makes me feel happy. And so, like, living in a small city like this, most of the people you haven't seen anybody who maybe looks different than mm-hmm. them. So that's why what they see in the media and violence is what they mm-hmm. think. Um, so that's why, like, I get questions or why other people get questions because people aren't used to seeing Mm -hmm. people with a different skin color might look differently and some people might just automatically assume you don't speak English or things like that and um, yeah, another misconception they have because we cover our head that mm-hmm. women are oppressed. This is mm-hmm. one thing they always feel like, oh, you, you know, I feel bad for you. This mm-hmm. is not an oppression. This is a choice we made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a requirement, but by choice. Mm-hmm. I never told my daughter to wear it. She chose to wear it. Mm-hmm. And um, so, how I explain that to when kids ask is, it's very similar to like nuns covering their hair for the mm-hmm. per, for the sake of God, or you always see Mother Mary, her hair is always covered in mm-hmm. pictures and stuff. Same reason yeah. for modesty, yeah. and and then to every woman who chooses to do it everyone has a different reason some for some it's like my mother will always say it's because she wants to look like a muslim when she goes out for me i do it for the purpose of modesty and just because i believe it's a commandment from god and i want to do whatever i can to please him Mm. and for others it's a symbol of empowerment which it also is for me too knowing that 
when I do things, I'm being judged by my character, who I am, as opposed to my looks. And so there's so many different reasons. Unfortunately, some places they do make it a law and requirement, Mm -hmm. but in our religion, there's no compulsion. Mm -hmm. So it is, there are so many things in religions that are requirements, but Mm -hmm. it's up to you whether you choose to do them or not. Nobody can force it onto you. And what you see and hear on other places, a lot of it is cultural, but has nothing to do with the religion. Sure. That's one thing. Um, one of the things I always try to make clear is there is a difference between culture and religion. Sure. And there are so many Muslims of different cultures. So a lot of mm-hmm. things are done differently. The way we cover our hair here is different than somewhere yeah. else. The clothing people wear is different. The food you eat is sure. different. So um, just to distinguish that difference. Yeah. Well, we're we're actually running low on time, and I hate that. We may have to do like a part two one of these days and get <laughs> back fine. together. Uh, the, the only thing I wanted to address really fast, and uh, following up on what we just said, and I, I, you had just said about the people who are so violent at times. You know, so we don't know what they're doing either. We're trying to figure that out, and I and I I actually feel that way sometimes with uh, branches of uh, people would say they're Christians, but like. The KKK would call themselves a Christian <laughs> group, yeah, yeah. and I look at them and I go, "There's nothing <laughs> Christian about what you do. or or the uh, uh, Westboro Baptist Church that pickets the funerals and says, you know, God hates fags and all things like that, which mm-hmm. is just, you know, terrible. And I I don't associate that. And and so yeah. I, I think of how strange it would be for someone to say to me. Like, well, why don't you renounce Westboro Baptist? Like, I do. Like, how could I not? That's like, that's not even close to Christianity. But they call themselves Christians. Yeah, they call themselves that, sure. But that's nothing even even remotely close to what Christianity is. And so, at times, um, I, I've I, I've said those same things about people if they have a bad misunderstanding about you know, well, all Muslims believe this and and whatnot. And, they're just sweeping generalizations. But that was one thing I just wanted to, to make sure we talked about while we were together because mm-hmm. I just know it's something that, again, it's like in the air sometimes. And I can assure you, every Muslim that we know throughout America that we are mm-hmm. friends with, I have not found one single Muslim who supports. Everyone's against it. Nobody understands why this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're just as appalled as anybody yeah. else. It's, it's very frustrating For us. as a Muslim, especially in America to hear that things like this are happening because yeah. you're like really like we find so much beauty in our faith and there's beauty in so many faiths and to hear that someone's distorting yeah. something it's very frustrating well and it's it's there's a frustrating side of it to me too when i think you know we were talking a while ago about guns and the prevalency of it and, and just the school right behind the building we're meeting in now like a six-year-old or eight-year-old maybe a couple weeks ago came to school with a gun in their handbag and another school a uh, six-year-old came with a loaded gun in their handbag this week here in our city. And uh, it seems like when the shootings happen, it's it's almost always some angry white guy. And yet we immediately, it must have been a Muslim, you know. It's all, it, But, I mean, almost <laughs> always it's, 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 some, it's, it's a male. And uh, statistically, the most dangerous group in the world of people who commit the most violence are males, you know, when you think about it. So if we want to talk about, uh, you know, like putting an entire group of people somewhere because they might be dangerous, we probably should just lock up all the males by that logic, you know, when you think about it, by the ones who end up committing the violence. But how crazy would it be if we did just say that, like, well, every male's going to act that way, you know, and that's, that's how it goes. So, yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> and some people really, may agree with that. I don't know. but It's uh, really easy to stereotype and generalize. Very easy. And yeah. it takes a lot on us as people to make sure that we don't do those things and we take the time to learn and have conversations like this so it's just making sure like 
are we doing our part and things like that I, uh, I, I hate that we're running low on time, so I'll, I'll kind of close this time together. And again, maybe we can get together for sure, a part two and talk time. about some other things. Anytime. But is there anything today that like was really kind of burning on your heart, like, oh, I hope we get to talk about this, that we didn't get to yet today? Because I, I want to make sure if there was something real pressing that we would yeah, talk I, about. Yeah, I would I will say my point, that if anybody has any concerns or are, things are still not clear, Please contact some Muslim person. Contact mm-hmm. the mosque if you're if you don't want if you don't know any Muslim pe- person. You know, just try to get a hold of somebody who you can actually ask. Because mm-hmm. we all know not everything you read on the internet is true. What? So it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's easier to you know just get go misguided. meet phys- meet someone in person, talk to them in person. Uh, there thing there are sites that we trust, but you know there's so many things that you can Google that are sure. incorrect or. Um, so just making sure, you and know, people, find someone to talk to. There, yeah. there are people out there. And let yeah. them know that the people can visit the mosque. They're mm-hmm. always open to anybody who wants to walk in, and they'll be sure. happy to talk to you. But and try to find a people rather than judge. And sure. it might sound hard to believe, but Muslims, just like anyone else, just want to live a peaceful life, yeah. Yeah. pleasing God, raising their family, mm-hmm. having a good job, um, having fun, you know, things like that. It's We have those same goals. It's very disturbing and, for us, too, when we yeah. hear things, you know. Yeah, and I think sometimes I try to put myself in your position in some ways to think not only is there something like another terrible shooting or a tragedy or violence, so you not only have the heartbreak of, like, this is just awful, but also you have to deal with right after some loudmouth going, and you did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And knowing you didn't, but still it's it's almost got to be this double heartbreak, you yeah. know, when that happens. And so I just, I, I feel like it's so important that, that we do continue having these conversations. And so in closing today, I want to remind everybody, um, and, and first, one more time, just thank you for your generosity to have some time to talk today. To but uh, Samina and Sana, I, it's just been so great to sit and speak with you. And I want to remind everybody, if you are curious and you would like a free copy of the Quran, they are um, offering that for free to you, just if, if you would like to learn more. Um, that's how we learn so often is when we read for ourselves and try to understand the perspective. And that email address that you can send to for that is S-A-N-A period A-H-M-E-D two zero one zero at gmail dot com and I'll try to make sure that we put all of that information too on the web page so people can understand that. So and please send in your address if you'd like the copy so we know where to send it. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for giving us this opportunity. Sure thing. We appreciate it. Sure thing. And I always close my show by saying this because Voices in My Head is the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Samina, Sana, thank you for being the voices in my head this week. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining me here this week on the Voices in My Head podcast. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleyjames.com, follow me on Twitter at rickleyjames, like my artist page on Facebook at facebook.com slash rickleyjames, and keep up to date on what I'm writing at my author page on amazon.com. Make sure to follow my calendar on the website, and if you would like to have me come to your town to do a concert, a speaking engagement, or a book event, you can book me through my website by clicking on the link for Pair Booking Agency. That's P-A-R-E Booking. And finally, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave me a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast is on the internet. And now the benediction. 
May the God of peace, who raised Christ from the dead, strengthen your inner being for every good work. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest upon you and dwell within you this day and forevermore. Amen.